0: each piece of the vision of your life should be incredible. It shouldn't be realistic. No one should want to live realistic for you. No one should want to be average. We should all want to excel and be the best that we can possibly be. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of full-on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips and Heather Marchant here again. Good day. Again. I love this. We were just talking to somebody the other day about doing this. We had talked about statistics and some things like that. We had learned about the show, which, my gosh, thank you so much for listening, yeah. sharing. I know many of you have rated the show and provided feedback. and You email us. I mean, you guys are so involved in the show that it is refreshing to us. I mean, Heather and I love the fact that you guys are so in- invested in the show. And because of that, you've made us... One of the top rated shows in the world.
1: Which is mind blowing.
0: (laughs) I mean, we kind of like my mouth was hanging open. We have a company, a fantastic company that, you know, puts the bumpers on and does all the production and then sends these out to all of the different sites, wherever they go, probably more places than I even know that they go. And man, when they were telling us the stats on our show, we were floored. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. It's 100% because of you. We really love making the show. And it was so warming to us to know those statistics because behind those statistics is you. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for helping us make this show reach so many people. And we also know we've helped a lot of people as well. Not only just with the information, but people being motivated to get out there and invest and that's what this is all about. Our purpose is through service, we build people and we show up here to serve you. And we know for a fact, because we've heard from you guys, that you are out there serving other people. And man, we just thank you so much for all of that. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah. I think that it's a little humbling because sometimes, Ron, it just feels like we're having a conversation that's recorded, <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that people really care what we have to say is you take it a little more seriously, the little comments you make. But it's really been really fun. The reach that we have with our clients alone is what I hear mostly. They'll reach out and say the impact of the show. And I think it dovetails well into what we're going to talk about today. I'll share an example. But we're going to talk about checking in on your plan, on your vision consistently. So I met with some clients. They've told me I can share their story so I don't stress out about giving details away. But they called me back in 2020 or called us and I reached out to them after they watched the Money Revealed series that you were on, Ron. And they said, we have a little boy, a son. And I believe at the time, she was pregnant with her second baby. And they had this realization that they wanted to be home with their kids. They wanted to be able to have one of them home. They were both working I'm sure we're going like daycare and all of those things that happen when you're both working and you have a young family and also just wanting to be with them, right? And so they said that their goal was that she would continue working long-term and that he would be able to leave his job. And I got so invested in that. Like when you hear the why behind, <laughs> behind why people invest and the deep why, because they could have said we want cash flow, because they did. But they wanted cash flow as a means to be able to let him be home with their boys. So fast forward to just probably three weeks ago, I called them because I'm going to be going through their city this summer. And I wanted to let them know. I had a couple things to talk to them about, but I said, Hey, I'm going to be there. And they said, where, when, like tell them we're putting it on our calendar. Cause I consider them friends and having known about their lives and their vision. And they now have a third baby. So they have three boys just born a couple months ago. So I was congratulating them on that. And he said to me, he said, Heather, this is the year. And I said, huh, (laughs) like what? And he said, this is the year I'm quitting my job. Like we have enough property now. They've focused and they've worked really hard, but they said it's gonna happen and we're so excited and they just were so grateful. And I felt grateful to be a part of it, right? But they've put in the work and they've put in the focus. Right. There's a lot of things to focus on. So I think that's a sorry, you just reminded me because they they listen to the podcast and yeah.
0: And congratulations, guys, because I mean that's a huge milestone. And man, there's so many people out there who want to do that, and you did it. Yeah. And you did it. And there's a small army out there working to help make that a reality. And when we get to tell that small army the stories of the people who they're going to battle for every day, it makes the tough days not even bearable. It makes them positive because believe it or not, we do have rough days in our company. (laughs) Like we have rough days, man. And occasionally when you string a few of those together, Heather knows, like sometimes I call Heather up and I'm like, man, I so today want to light a match, (laughs) throw it over my shoulder and just be done. It's true. And it's inevitable. It's about that time when I'm about ready to light a match and throw it over my shoulder to the gasoline that I've poured on a pile that somebody calls and thanks us deeply for just helping them. Yeah, I mean, listen, they put in the work. They're the ones who, mean, this couple, saved the money, and they're the ones who invested the money. And we're grateful to be a part of that journey for so many people. But like Heather said, it all starts with a plan. Like, there's no way they could have done that without a very carefully written out plan that was executed. And that's the piece that I think so many people don't like some people even get through the planning phase. Some people set out without a plan and they fail because they didn't have a plan and they didn't know where they were going. Some people have a plan and they just, for whatever reason, can't execute it. Those two things are the critical pieces, having a plan, knowing where you're going and execution, and then making sure that you're on track. So that's what we want to talk about today. We've been talking about it, but now we're gonna talk about the like kind of the nuts and bolts of why this is important. We talk about vision and planning and all kinds of stuff. Yesterday I was recording a video that I'm gonna post on Facebook and Instagram about by this time of year, people have just failed on their goals. Yeah. Like the vast majority of the people who set New Year's resolutions and goals at the beginning of the year have forgotten even what they were and by this point of the year. Most of the people have forgotten. And you know, if they were gonna to go to the gym, like they've paid their second month, but they haven't gone. Like they went for a week and a half, two weeks, and they're done. By this point, if I had to go to a public gym, it would be back to normal. Yeah. There would be a couple, maybe a handful of people who would be new to the gym and actually would stick. But the masses that pile into the gym in January would all be gone by now. It's every year. Thank God I don't have to deal with that anymore. But every year you'd see them come in and I would look at the people and I'm like, "Hmm, I wonder which ones it is that is going to actually make this.
1: Yeah. Who's going to stay? Yeah.
0: And in my mind, I'd make pets just by watching them, how they'd work. And you just see the numbers like dwindle. And then literally, there's like a handful of people left. Yeah. So, in order for you to be one of those people, A, you need a plan, B, you need execution. And the execution has to be an ongoing execution. Right. So, Heather, let's talk about like the wealth planning process. Like, how does this work? And let's go through it kind of a little bit. Bits by bit. And then it ultimately it ends with a review, consistent review so that we stay on track. right?
1: Yep. The wealth plan itself is actually really simple, but it takes a bit of time because most people don't sit down and ask these questions or discuss them with their spouse. Like that's actually really surprising, not to us because it's pretty normal, but to our clients, it's kind of alarming that they have never thought about it. It's really interesting. So, questions like, what do you expect? And what are you wanting to get out of this? And they're like, well, their initial knee jerk reaction as to why they called us is like, well, I want to invest my money. I want passive income. And I'm like, no, that's a means, right? Like, what do you really want out of this? So, diving deeper into that and spending the time with someone like a third party, which would be us, to be able to ask those questions, restate what you're saying, help you be able to. Arrive at that vision of what you're wanting to accomplish. And that's probably one of my favorite parts of meeting with people. That probably already came through a little bit, but man, when they have a cool thing that they're up to and something they want to get behind that I want to help them with, because I don't know if you can stay with me on this, but if I can help someone be able to stay home with their kids, if you take the carry ons, for example, if I can help them do that, then that impacts their kids. And that impacts potentially maybe even their kids' friends. And it expands the reach that I have in the world. And I get really motivated by that. I love that. And so that part is probably one of the very first parts of building a wealth plan is the why behind it.
0: And it's the most important piece. And I think people initially, sometimes when we ask these questions, people are like, well, (laughs) A, I haven't thought about this. But B, this isn't important. It's like, let's get to looking at the properties. Let's go look at the problem Like, no, because this is the reason why we're doing this. And this informs some of the investment decisions that you would make. Yep. Or that you would make wrong just because you skipped over this really, really important step. And like Heather said, when you share that with someone else, it solidifies it in your own mind and connects it into your heart. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, people don't realize how deeply connected the money is to something that they really, really desire. Yeah. And you can probably relate to this. You've probably done this in your life where you've skipped over the real deep intentional piece to get to the how-to, but the how-to is not fun. Mm -hmm. That's not the piece that's sexy. It's the part that's hard work. That's why people fail at the gym. I bring the gym up all the time because almost everybody I mean, you've probably experienced this right now when you're listening to this, You're like, yes, I've either failed or I've succeeded. But I guarantee you almost everybody listening has tried at some point or is now addicted to some kind of personal success through health and fitness. But the reason people fail is because they don't connect the going to the gym or eating healthy or whatever it is to something that they really, really deeply desire. Yep. Because if you don't, it's just not going to happen. So that's the first most important piece. And we don't spend a ton of time on it, but we spend enough time on it to really pull it out of people. Yeah. So don't freak out. Like if you've not done this with us and you're coming to do this, don't freak out when we ask you because we're going to ask you some deep questions, some thought provoking questions that hopefully, and we have a method that we do that that enables you to think deeply through these things in a more simplistic manner. But what comes out of it is usually really good, solid stuff that we can build on. Yeah. And that kind of moves us into that next piece, which is, okay, this is what we want to do. Now let's isolate. What's the gap? Okay. So in order for you to do this thing that you want to do, like in this example, Heather shared, come home and be with your children, what do we need? Mm -hmm. And then like, where are we and what's the gap between where we are and where we need to be? And that's also super eye-opening for people because if you skip the first part, in other words, you don't know where you're headed, you have no idea what the gap is. You're
1: just pulling numbers. I've had clients just like, I don't know, like uh, 10,000 a month (laughs) when they don't really know what they want. And granted, it's hard to know a number in the future. I'm not minimizing that. But understanding what you're looking to accomplish, man, and how fast. That's one thing we haven't talked about too is how long do you have to get there are we looking at 2 years out 10 years out like what are we looking at can help us arrive at those numbers
0: yeah so once we know the gap then we can start working on the plan mm-hmm. and there's one more piece like that gap allows us to understand where are the assets how much do we have and how hard are they working right now mm-hmm. like can we juice this enough to shorten the time frame and in most cases people are way wealthier than they think they are.
1: Yep, it's true. And honestly, that plan piece is really helpful. Like when you're building out a, okay, you're gonna buy this many properties and it's gonna take you this many years to achieve your goal of this much money, right? Really interesting. I got, I just forgot about this till you were talking, Ron. I got an email this week from a client that says, I'm kind of (laughs) confused. He said, I just bought my second rental property. And I'm confused how I'm going to achieve my passive income goal in 10 years of 10000 a month. I'm trying to read the email and talk at the same time. So he said, if I have to buy approximately 30 properties to make that happen, to hit 10000 a month, there was a disconnect in his mind. Like, okay, so if I'm getting this much cash flow, I need this many properties. How am I going to conceptually achieve that? And he sent me a video. He said that he had a bunch of naysayers on a group he was in that were just saying it's impossible. It never works. And I responded and gave him my numbers. I said, well, let me tell you my experience. So it's not just pie in the sky numbers. And I said, these 1031 exchanges, I'm going to do another 1031 exchange this year. It'll be my third 1031 exchange since buying my first property in 2016. And you take that equity and you by hopefully two properties for the one that you sold, and you are able to expand quicker because of those equity gains. And he just responded and just said, "Wow, like that's super helpful, <laughs> like super helpful for me to conceptually understand how I could ever achieve ten thousand a month." And he says he listens to the podcast, so he'll hear this and go, "That sounds familiar."
0: I am. I don't know what the right word. I was going to say angry, but I'm not angry really. But it upsets me when I hear things like this because miserable, pathetic humans throw darts at other people's dreams. Mm. So stay away from those people. That's why I don't watch the news. Mm -hmm. Those people all day long, all they do is throw darts at other people's dreams. They just smear bad news all over the place. And man, like people do that. Like I keep going back to the gym, but I know it's super relatable to people. I would go there and I would see people who were legitimately trying clearly not healthy overweight and there are two types of people at the gym there are people who look down on other people who are trying and then there are people who high five those people mm-hmm. you want to hang out with people who are high fiveing the fat person at the gym you do not want to be around the people who are laughing at the fat person at the gym yes and i mean like there's so many videos out right now because of all these stupid influencer people that do videos at the gym and you can see them Laughing at other people at the gym because they don't know how to use the equipment or whatever. That's the fastest way to destroy someone's dream of fitness is to make them feel less than when they're at the gym. So, whatever forum that you were in that was making you feel like it was impossible for you to, in 10 years, change your life, man, I would really encourage you to leave that group. You don't need to be around negative people. Find another one that's uplifting, that encourages you, because like you heard from Heather. Through personal experience, and there's thousands of other people who have the exact same experience. People can do this. Absolutely. Is it challenging? Is it hard? I mean, we go through that on the show. Absolutely, it is, but it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. If Heather shared her experience, I know she shared the part where this property sucked. I mean, I've looked at it, it literally (laughs) sucked. I mean, it, it was one of the worst performing properties I think I've ever seen in my life. It's horrible. But all of the other ones perform so well. It's not like it didn't matter because I know it mattered, but it mattered less. And it didn't take her off of her goals to get where she's trying to go. And the same thing can be true for you.
1: Yes. The more properties you have, the easier it is to weather those storms of one redheaded stepchild. I can say that. I'm married to a redhead. So a redheaded stepchild. Because that property, Ron, I should give a brief update here. I have it all fixed up. Tenants are out that weren't paying. Oh my gosh, it's so good but i'm waiting for the units to get leased up and i just heard this morning that there's two of the four units well two of the three vacant units are getting leased up like this week
2: oh, oh hallelujah it's the
1: light at the end of the tunnel but yes it's so it's so important to recognize that it's not all going to go swimmingly. And that's part of the reason why you have to review. You have to review your plan. Keep it in front of you. Keep your goals in front of you as to why you're looking to accomplish it, whether that's on your mirror, whether that's in a journal or something like that, or discussion with your spouse or something. But meeting regularly and taking a look at your portfolio. I do this with people who are licensed real estate agents who know all the nuts and bolts of what to do, but they need someone to, it's partly just planning the time to sit down and someone to look at it with you is really helpful. I mean, I do that with you, Ron. I'll look at my portfolio with you just to say, oh, maybe it's just to commiserate sometimes, but it's like, all right, I got to sell this thing. I got to do this. I got to do that. And taking the time to do that with someone else is really helpful.
0: Yeah. And man, I tell you, I'm just going to one more ron rant for the day there's a couple of reasons why people get off track i mean one of them clearly is because they're busy and they just forget right but there's another couple one of them I touched on and that is that they get all this negative attention from people who mm. see people who are trying to do better than them and they just For whatever reason, they feel like if they can just tear them down to their level, they'll feel okay about the world. Rather than leveling themselves up with them, they could just go on the same track with them. You don't have to tear someone down to feel better about yourself. But the other reason I think that people fail is because the reason isn't big enough. Hmm. And I see this a lot, this mediocrity in our country. It's probably worldwide, but I don't know. I only know in our world, in our country, we have been taught for at least as long as I've been alive and I've been setting goals. So probably around high school is when I first started hearing about goals when I was in sports. And every single training I've had on goals has the same word in it. And I think it is the most ridiculous, stupid word that you could use for setting goals.
1: Wow. Now I want to know what it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, some of you might disagree with me, but just hear me out. It's Setting realistic goals. Oh, yes. I loathe the word realistic because really when you boil it all down, you can look up synonyms for it and you can go on a deep dive. I've gone into some pretty rabbit traily kind of dives into realistic. Ultimately, what I always find is that it basically means average. Mm. And I don't mean like average to everybody else because we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to other people. But I mean average to you. If you basically know you can do it, if it's realistic, meaning like it's not that hard, then it isn't really a goal. It's just you living. I have a real hard time with realistic because I'm going to go right back where I went. I had a massive goals about strength training a couple of years ago, and they were massive. If I would have had small goals, and I'll say this, I got hurt partway through the year, which limited what I could do with my goals. I, I couldn't reach them anymore, so it limited me. That very same thing would have happened if I would had set my goals half of what they were or realistic. What other people would have said realistic. So when I went into my trainer, I hired a trainer, and I, when I went in to see my trainer, she was like, wow, those are huge numbers. Like, <laughs> do you want to back those down? And I said, no, keep talking and I'll increase them. She was trying to make me do realistic goals. And what she saw... Was me making massive, incredible gains until I got hurt. Now, some would say, "Yeah, but you got hurt because you were lifting too heavy." But I actually didn't. I hurt myself doing something that wasn't heavy; it was light, which is usually what happens with me is I don't pay attention to my form with the light weights. I only do with the heavy weights, and I hurt myself. So that would have happened anyway. My point is, I fell short of my goals, but I was so far ahead of what a realistic goal was when I failed that I could still feel really good about the accomplishment, spite of the injury. It's the same with our financial goals, with our faith goals, with our family goals. doesn't matter what they are. Each piece of the vision of your life should be incredible. It shouldn't be realistic. No one should want to live realistic for you. No one should want to be average. We should all want to excel and be the best that we can possibly be. That is what God made us to do. He certainly didn't make us to be average. So, setting realistic goals or like what Heather was talking about earlier, finding out what it is that really is driving you to want to do a certain thing needs to be big enough that you can walk through the crap that is inevitably going to get in your way. Yeah. For sure. If the goal's not big enough, why would I even want to rehab the injury? Like why would you even want to do that?
1: Yep, don't even bother.
0: Yeah, why? Because I only increased this much, who cares? Like it doesn't even matter. Yeah, agreed. But it did matter to me because my goals were massive and I still went for them after I rehabbed. So those are the things I think that really trap people in this whole deal. And we're specifically talking about wealth plan today. That's the piece. If you can't get that right, no amount of the how to is going to matter because you won't do it.
1: Yep. And if I'm making a list, I've been making a list over here, Ron, as you've been talking about this, of the main reasons why. You should check in. Well, once you've built a wealth plan, why you should check in and review it. So I have a couple that I've thought of, Ron. So think of others maybe that from your perspective, but you may need to adjust it, would be one. You may need to change it, like you said, Ron, like when you got injured and saying, Okay, I have an injury, or in wealth plan, it could be, oh, I had a change in jobs, or I had a property that cost me a lot of money this year. So I'm off track on my plan. So we may need to make an adjustment.
0: And I encourage people, Heather, when you make the adjustment, don't make the adjustment to to the end result. So to go back to your example, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be that ah, okay, well, now I'm not going to come home and be with the kids. I guess I'll just do, you know, something other than that. No, that's still the goal. Mm-hmm. And if I've only got this amount of time, then how do I adjust my plan so that I still hit the goal? Yeah. That should be what it is. And I think, Heather, when you were talking about the reason to check in is because you have someone else who's creative who's not mired in whatever problems you're in,
1: yes, and
0: help you see the forest through the trees, right?
1: Yeah, I love that. Someone that can help see some potential solutions that you can't see. A good example of that is if I have someone come to me and say that, say, "Well, I had to replace a roof I just did last week, so this is a real life <laughs> example. Um, and it cost eighteen thousand dollars. Because there were four layers of shingles down to old 1930s wooden shingles. So say that happens to you, (laughs) like it did to me last week, I can say, oh, well, that money, I'm off track now to be able to save up for another rental property. However, if I were to look and take a step back and look at my portfolio, also last week, I had a call with one of our sellers and he said, hey, so that house you bought from me last year, Heather, It's gone up in value a ton. Like you may want to consider selling that house, right? So, having that forest through the trees, like you said, having a third party that can help you see solutions, that was something that came up for me last week. Like, okay, there's creative solutions. There's no reason to sit in, well, I'm not going to be able to do it anymore (laughs) if you review. And check all your numbers, check equity and properties, see if it's time to reposition something so that you can stay on track for your goals, even when there's an upset.
0: Yeah. And I'm not a fan of adjusting down. Heather knows that. I don't adjust down. I adjust activity up. Mm-hmm. I don't like adjusting down. Most of the time, I hit my goals. Sometimes life throws things at you that you cannot control. And that means you have to increase activity. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. It doesn't mean that you necessarily have to lower your expectations. I didn't redo my expectations. I was going to see my trainers. She's like, Hey, you want to knock these down a little bit? Like, no, I don't want to do that. I want you to help me put together training routines that can in all four of these lifts, like I'm only hurt for two of them. So the other two, I should be able to still do. And these other two, we need to get back on track. So I need you to help me fix this stuff so I can get back on track. That's what I need. Yes. And then we're gonna have to crank it up a notch not down. Yep. Now, I came up short of my goals. But if I would have ratcheted them down, I would have come up short. Because there is a mind game that happens when you adjust down. It tells you in your subconscious, like, okay, I don't have to work as hard. Why would you want to do that? Yeah. Keep it up there. Work harder. Be more. Do more. Yeah.
1: So you may need to adjust your plan. You don't want to miss the boat. Like, if you meet with us and do an annual review, for example, and we review your plan, and a property was up in value, like one of mine was last year and is down 25,000 this year, if I sold it last year, I would have been better off, right? As far as purchase price is concerned. So, making sure that you don't miss an opportunity to sell a property right? So checking in on value for sure there. I also put down refocusing, making sure you're reconfirming that why of why you're doing it. And if it's changed, maybe your why has changed. That happens. If there's different circumstances in your life, and now you want the passive income to support your parents who are aging, or there's just different life circumstances. So those were my main takeaways, Ron, as the things, reasons why. You need to revisit a plan, that third party, to help you be able to see opportunities. Is there anything else that we're missing?
0: Absolutely. Hang out with the high fivers, people. Hang out with the high fivers.
1: That's right. <laughs> I love it. We'll have to reconfirm these regularly on here on the podcast. Like, hey, if you haven't checked in, right, this is a good takeaway, good to do.
0: It really is. And that's a lot of takeaway for you to make happen this week. But it's really, really important. And it's a perfect time of year to just kind of reset, just reset and get everything really, really confirmed in and then start executing at a really, really high level. So as we always do, we will invite you to this week, get out there and make something happen.
2: This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.